0: this is how to chant which is the basis of our whole society is to chant Hare Krishna to offer all respect to others and to expect none in return now how does that translate practically into our daily lives mancha chakri bhavani Prabhupada and the Acharyas taught us not only saying this prayer when we bow down to the paramhamsas or to the great Sannyasis or Mahatmas, we're offering these obeisances to each other. Yes, when we greet each other. Raghunadas Goswami would offer obeisances to minimum 2,000 people every day as a regulative principle. And he happened to be the prayojana Acharya means the Acharya representing the highest essence of spiritual perfection. So to offer respect, (coughs) to honor each other as Vaishnavas, to be without egoistic sectarian motives, is absolutely essential. To think that I'm better than you, or mine is better than yours, is simply mundane ego. It may be in the guise of some esoteric spiritual revelation that my temple is better than your temple, that my guru is better than your guru. (laughs) If you have this mentality, you're not helping Prabhupada's mission. This is simply false ego. How does that fit in amanina manadena? Offering all respect to others and expecting in my heart we may think that my guru is best but in somebody else's heart they are thinking something different yes? what does that mean? that means Krishna and Prabhupada are revealing themselves in different ways to different people with the same message so what is our position? we should be encouraging one another we should be coming, taking humble positions to one another We should be encouraging everyone's faith in Prabhupada's family. That's a family, spiritually. Amanina Manadena. If we want to really chant the holy name in such a way that's pleasing to Krishna, we must all be trying to encourage each other's faith. We must be encouraging each other's enthusiasm. Then there can be love. and there can be trust. We must take seriously following Prabhupada's instructions. Keeping Prabhupada's family together is not about just creating different sects. He wanted an international society that was united. Different temples, different leaders, there's a chintya beta beta tattva There's a oneness, but there's, vari- there's a sweet variegatedness which makes that oneness even more pleasing to everyone. It's not that the sweet variegatedness disturbs the oneness. It should make the oneness sweeter for everyone. So that is an important principle. But also, striving for purity. Keeping Prabhupada's family alive, it doesn't mean, you know, a group of initiated devotees going to the cinema. (laughs) That's not what it means. Is that what Prabhupada wanted? It means devotees are striving to, to live in Prabhupada's footsteps. And that means we all must take responsibility the Congregational devotees, the Temple devotees, everyone. We must unite together. We must actually be forgiving, liberal to the shortcomings of others, encouraging to all others, and at the same time, striving as hard as we can to be a strict example ourselves. That's what a preacher is about. Srila Prabhupada, if we just study Prabhupada's life, we understand what a Vaishnava is and how he acts in various circumstances. Philosophically, Prabhupada never compromised. In Prabhupada's own lifestyle, he was such a strict, perfect example. But when his devotees fell, even into abominable conditions, he didn't condemn them. He was like a loving father trying to pick them up and help them. Yes, I don't want to mention names, but there was one devotee. The man was an early disciple of Prabhupada. He fell into abominable activities. He was breaking all the regulative principles. He was not performing sadhana. But Prabhupada was crying, crying to Krishna to rescue him. And I know as a fact, I've heard it on tapes, I've seen it with my own eyes. When Prabhupāda, he'd come to a place and he'd say to the devotees, Where is this person? Have you seen him? Can you bring him here? Most devotees didn't know where he was. But after a couple years, that devotee in Hawaii, Prabhupāda heard he was there and he he was asking devotees, Come, bring bring him here, bring him here. And this person came in with long hair and big beard, No principles, no sadhana, he came. Because of Prabhupada's love and concern for his spiritual welfare, this person's heart melted. He came to Prabhupada's room and just fell at his feet and was weeping, and Prabhupada picked him up and embraced him and was weeping, and started giving him incredible encouragement and giving him all types of service to render, just to try to revive him. That's how Prabhupada dealt with fallen souls who were his disciples. There was a sannyāsī who fell down, who got married, and had a child. Now, philosophically, Prabhupāda was very strong about the way sannyasi should live. And Prabhupāda was an exemplary sannyāsī himself. But when this devotee did that, Prabhupāda called for him. And when he came before him, Prabhupāda personally, with his own hands, gave gifts for him to give to his wife and baby, just to encourage him. You may be fallen and everything else, but come back and do service. Help this mission and you will be saved. That is compassion. To remain exemplary and strong as far as possible in our own lives, to always preserve the pure teachings of Srila Prabhupada, but an application to try to encourage and enthuse everyone to come up to not push anyone down. And even if a person slips and falls, or even if a person jumps, we should do whatever we can to bring them up, to encourage them. And how did Prabhupada encourage them? No matter how fallen they were, He made them feel loved and cared for. And almost every one of them came back because of that. Prophet said, do as I am doing. We cannot imitate him. But we can understand the spirit. You were listening to Radhanath Swami on DevotionalNectar.com.